0: My life is questions and assumptions and guesses, all bottled in just one lesson, labeled in Sharpie, God's blessing. Hey. Nowhere that we go is a one-way street, nothing that we love is a one-day key, and if we gon' do no it, we gon' do this now,
1: and if we say we gon' to we gon' hold this down. How's it going, guys? My name is Will Holdren, host of the Willpower Podcast, and today our special guest is Pascal Korkis. Now, Mr. Corcus is a real estate expert. So, Mr. Corcus, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So, to start off, I like to ask all my guests the same questions. Um, so, what motivates you to get out of bed every day to do what you do?
0: Uh, having passion. Like, I really enjoy what I'm doing. So, it's always something I've been wanting to do since I was about 14. So, getting to this level has been has um, been great. And a lot of people will say, um, you know, well, why do you keep on working? You know, uh, you have all these properties. You know, you, sh- you could you could stop working if you wanted to, right? And I was like, right. I could have stopped working yeah. back when I was 23. I said, but who makes it to the MBA and then says, I don't want to play anymore? Right? Like, I got to this level because I wanted to <laughs> right. play at this level. I'm not going to, like, quit just because I got here, you know. So that's kind of uh, – where yeah. I come from.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you said you were in interested in real estate since fourteen years old. Like what was your come up like in growing up? Like why did you decide to go into real estate?
0: I always um so uh, since I was a kid, I was always like kind of like that whole Gary Vee thing where you flip cards and do all this this is different side hustles and stuff like that. And eventually what happens yeah. when you collect stuff, right? And I, I used to collect Pokemon cards too. And I used to make a lot of money flipping them and I still have some like you know, uh, you know, gen one cards. So, uh, but (laughs) (laughs) the the point is like, I, you would have to sell what you have or trade what you have to get more, right. You have to give up. And it's kind of like when you're a collector, you don't like giving anything up. So when I heard the idea that you can like collect real estate and people would pay you to borrow it, I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then like, not only that, The government is going to give you like 80, 90, sometimes 97% of the purchase price, and you only have to put down like 3%. Wow. This is unreal. So I put down 3%, and I borrow the rest of the money to buy this place. Then I put someone else in it. They rent it from me. And I get to keep, and there's so much money that I get to pay the government for the loan, pay the taxes, pay everything else, and I still keep money. I'm like, why doesn't everyone own like a hundred of these places, oh, right? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So that was that was like the the light switch that went off. Now again, for for investment real estate, you can't put down three percent. You got to put down like twenty. But okay. if you're buying a multi-unit family and you live, you buy a fourplex, live in one side and rent out the other three, you can use the FHA three percent down. So it's, like, not that hard to get into the game if, as long as, you know, you're willing to work.
1: Okay. And um, so, like, how did you learn to invest in real estate? Like, did your parents help teach you or something like that? Or did you go to college or anything to learn about it?
0: So my parents were, no, they were the opposite. They were, like, <laughs> old school foreigners, don't get a loan, don't do this, don't do that, you know? And they were against all this stuff. So, but me, like, well, not my mom. My mom was kind of always like supportive with anything, but my dad was like the super conservative one that like no loans, no this, no that. And I'm like, ah, it doesn't work like that here. Right? Like maybe overseas it works like that, but over here it doesn't work like that. Like there's a way you got to play the game.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, like, did you end up going to college to get a real estate license?
0: No, I am not uh, a licensed realtor. That's what everyone kind of thinks. Okay. I, I think I know more than like 99% of them, uh, even though I've never gotten a license just because, you know, the kind of the saying is like, you don't have to, to go to school to get an education, Yeah, but let me expand on that. Did I go to college? Yes. I took almost every single business class you could take in college. I have a finance degree, minor in mathematics, I got a second degree in accounting, minor in economics and international business. And I was uh, four classes away from an economics bachelor's degree and I was four classes away from an international business bachelor's degree. But things came up and then I left. So why did I do that? It's because I love business and I love learning. So it's kind of like my passion is learning and studying business. So... I'll even if I'm not gonna get into a business, I'll go and I'll analyze a business and you know basically break it down and rebuild it in my mind to see how does it function and how can that person win. Like what are what are the real factors to make a person win? And that's just like my thing, you know. That's like I don't watch sports really much, but business I'm always studying just because I think it's so cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I agree. I think like one of the better educations that you can get is just following someone that's already done what you want to do and just job shadowing them. And I mean like or just working them for free for like 90 days and say, look, I just want to learn everything from you. I don't want to get paid. I just want to – but from from doing this, I just want to gain connections and experience and learn from actually like what you do and how you do it. So I think it's really cool how you said that too. Um, so would you – if someone wanted to follow in your footsteps, would you recommend for them to go to college and get a real estate license or just jump right into a field and follow – already follow someone who's already like an expert at real estate like which one would you recommend so
0: one just so everyone understands like everyone thinks to be in real estate you got to be a a realtor no there's like 10,000 different things you can do in the real estate world to get to be around it and you don't have to be a realtor 99% of all realtors don't make any money and this is not me like making shit up like it's real most of them don't make any money like wow. their cousin will sell a property and they'll get that one deal, right? Yeah. Most people that flip houses don't make money because you don't make money like it doesn't have – like any business I've opened, you don't make money day one. It takes time, right? You got to do it again and again until you to perfect the process where you're yeah. going to like start skimming off all this like excess waste and you can start keeping the profit because in real estate investing at least – you make the money that you save, right? You make the money in the buy, and you make the money in how you handle your remodel to make sure it's profitable. I'm not saying go cheap on product, but I'm saying be smart on how you do it. Um, so the okay. point is you can be a mortgage broker. You can be an insurance agent. You can be an accounting. You can be in title. There's many ways to be in the game. You can become a lawyer and be a real estate attorney. So there's many ways to be in the game without being a realtor, right? Not everyone is has the skill set to be a realtor, and I was been told many times that I do have the skill set, but despite that, I just don't find an appeal in it, right? Like, so if someone's like, get up every day and try to sell someone a house, I don't have that appeal, right? So that's why how how can you get up in the morning and have passion to do what you want? Because I'm doing yeah. the side of the business that I enjoy doing, right? Because what people don't see. Is that a lot of times with these big investment firms, the guy that's making the deal happen isn't the guy that you see up front. It's a guy in the back cranking the numbers out and saying, "Hey, this deal is no good. That deal mm-hmm. is good." And then there's the other guy up front sometimes that is hustling to make that good deal happen, right? So a lot yeah. of real estate it is sound, it looks like a single player game, right? Like like you're you know like a tennis match, but it's reality yeah. It's a team game. Like you have to have. Um, people behind you to support you to make sure that you're getting things done, right?
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, like, what's the main difference between what a realtor does and what you do?
0: So a realtor doesn't own anything. So a realtor is basically a business. Like, you know how they say, like, you're a self-employed person and basically, you know, you bought yourself a job? That's what a realtor does. They basically bought themselves a job where they're going out there. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. Let me clarify that because... It's just that's what it is. You're not an investor. You go in out. You'll sell a property for a hundred thousand, and you'll make basically two to three grand. That's yeah. what you get, right? Which is cool. That's good money, right? Okay. If you're selling a yeah. $1 million dollar place, you just made twenty to thirty thousand, right? Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I do is I I never made more than say thirty five thousand a year on my highest as working for somebody. And basically, as you're a realtor, you're basically working a job. So uh-huh. I've always made like. When I started, I only made 8 to $11 an hour. But what I did is I was very good at saving money, and I was very good at finding deals. So I would find deals, and where I make my money is I find these deals that are undervalued, and I would go and add value to them, make them better, right? And um, yeah. then I would sell them for more money, Or, but normally I don't sell. What I do is I then I would uh, – right now the popular term is called Burr method. So I was doing burn method before it even had a name. So basically you buy something, you fix it up, you rent it out, and then you go and get a higher loan than you originally got. So by the time you're done, you almost have no money in this real estate deal. So then you go and do it again. So I took basically $30,000 and I flipped it into 23 units. So from 19, I started to by the time I was 23, I had 23 units and, um, so, I took 30,000 and turned it into like 2.7 million.
1: Wow. Oh my word. That's, that's really impressive. So, if, if someone wants to do what you're doing, like how much money would they need to start, like to, to buy a property and then flip it?
0: So, I did it like the more conservative way. Um, you guys can, because I didn't do the FHA, uh, first time homebuyer program. I mean, it's pretty easy. I mean, it depends, like, right? Because that, that's a weighted question because it depends where you live. Because yeah. where you live, determine pricing. Let's just say you lived in an area where you can get um, a duplex for, say, uh, 200000 Well, that means you would only need about $7,000 down and then $5,000 in closing costs. So that's $12,000. Now, let's just say you lived in an area where a duplex is 600000 You would need about 21000 5000 in closing costs. So that's $26,000 roughly. Uh, for the $600,000 property so it's not a lot of money because remember in the area that you're making $600,000 Usually people get paid higher than the areas that the property costs $200,000 so getting there is not hard But what's hard is people to, is dieting right like anyone everyone wants to look good But not everyone diets and the big part is you can go into the gym and work out as hard as possible You can go to work and try to make as much money as possible, but if you can't save money like saving is it comes before investing, right? It's like savings, a father of investing, right? Like you can't save, yeah. you can't invest. Like you have nothing to invest. Um, yeah. So, um, and that's the same thing with people that are like, oh, I'm a flipper, I'm an investor. No, you're not an investor. You bought yourself a job. An investor doesn't have to go borrow money from someone for the down payment, you know? Okay. There's people yeah. out there that do that, and I'm, like, worry about those people because that means they have bad cash management. So eventually yeah. when the market goes down, they won't have any money to give it back to you if you invested with them. Yeah. Why, how do I know this? I went through 08. I was 23 when 08 happened. So I went through this shit, you know? Yeah. I, I felt it where I was like, oh, man, almost everybody I knew lost everything they had, and I was able to figure out a way to keep everything I had. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, I was very blessed. Thank God. Right. Like, you yeah. did a lot of good stuff for me. And, and, I, and I know that and I have a lot of good stories about that. So um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like, um, I kind of deviated off the question. But, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, basically, self education is key. That, that's what I would say. Yes, I have a lot of degrees. But self education is a key. And the more yeah. you invest, and the more passionate you are about what you're doing, the better you're going to do it because you're going to be willing to put in a hundred hours a day, doing it, to yeah. get to the point where you you have the skill set yeah. to make the big the, the big money.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you were still buying real estate and stuff while getting a college education.
0: Oh yeah, I was going to school full time, at night. Wow. Um, at USF, I was working full time at Bank of America, and I was. Like working out after school at like 10 o'clock, I would hit the gym because I would like, uh, just I like lifting weights. And then I would work on my real estate on the weekends.
1: Okay. Now, that's that's insane.
0: Yeah, but I'm the normal college like entrepreneur with like, oh, what is the average GPA for a college entrepreneur? 2.98, right? Like, I just got in there to learn and absorb. And then I was out there, like, working and hustling and whatever. And I had a passion for it, right? Like, like I really uh, – I didn't always have opportunities when I was younger, right? There was, like, a lot of opportunities held back from me when I was younger. So when right. I finally was able, get, was able to get a job at the bank for, like, eight bucks an hour, everyone was like, oh, whatever, eight bucks an hour. I was like, yay, you know? <laughs> okay. I can I can learn something here. I could figure something out you know and then yeah. I just like between that from then when I, by the time I started within like a year and a half I was I had my own I had my own desk as a personal banker doing loans so it's like when you're passionate yeah. about something and you're putting in work you can you can excel you can grow and, and you can it, it's not work right it's enjoyable
1: yeah. yeah so when you bought your first property and you said like it, it would probably cost about twelve thousand dollars to first get started like, did you have that $12,000 in cash at that time or did you have to take out a loan and were you afraid, like, you know, maybe I can't pay this back and it won't turn out good for me, like, in the end?
0: I saved up $35,000 by the time I was 19. Oh, wow. And Jeez. I put down, I didn't do the easy way that I was telling you guys about. I put down 20%. So I bought a okay. property for 140-something thousand and I put down, like, 28,000 plus I had another, like, Three to five thousand in closing costs. So I was in it for about like thirty three thousand dollars. And that was because I have this like because I was raised like old school. And for me, the old school foreigner way, this is actually conservative, putting down 20%. Where like some people be like, Oh, that's risky, you should have put down even more. Where in America, it doesn't it's, that that idea doesn't work, right? Like you should put down as least as possible without paying a crazy amount of interest.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I did some research on this and I learned that 90% of the world's millionaires like at some point in their life have invested in real estate. So like, why don't more people do it? Like, it seems like a lot of people can be successful doing it. I don't understand why more people don't do it.
0: Well, if you go back to your educational system, right? You go into the education system. There is no real estate class in college. Yeah. Maybe there is now, but there wasn't when I was going to school. There was one class, and that was a, like a, a crazy elective that was taught once in a blue moon. Yeah, and I took the class, and there was people in the class like that are way older than me and were realtors forever, and they wanted to take a. They're like, ah, I'm already a realtor. Let me just take this college class in real estate. I'm gonna ace it, and um, it's not. It's gonna be like a freebie class to just get a good grade. I took it because I wanted to learn, and my professor yeah. was a broker. And my is that everyone was running. They ran a scenario on a property, right? Everyone ran a mock scenario. I ran the actual scenario. I bought when I was nineteen. I was like, "Hey guys, I'm nineteen. I just bought this property. I did this, 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 and this is my my five year projections. And this is my this and that and whatever." And everyone was like shocked. They're like, "You actually bought a place?" And I was like, (laughs) "Yeah. I mean, what are you here for? You here? I'm here to. I'm here to. You know, get to the next level." um not hear yeah. about someone else getting to the next level you know um yeah. so okay so this is the this is the, how you can imagine it the, yeah, the stock market goes up like what do they say on average seven percent a year right i
1: think so. yeah
0: like yes. over over like a hundred year period or something crazy like that um mm-hmm. the real estate market goes up i think average is around four percent a year and basically is in line with roughly the inflation rate um Of the country. So 4% a year real estate, right? And they're like, well, see, stock market's better. Well, no. When you're only putting down 20%, you're getting 20 to 1 on your money. So you're getting 5 to 1 on your money. So yeah, you can make and obviously you're paying interest, but when you're you're looking at the 5 to 1 to your money, you know, the multiplier effect, you're going to get a a better return over time. Over time, because of that factor. Two, real estate has a crazy amount of tax benefits. So, one of the, what is another thing, what is a thing that they don't teach in school? Taxes. So, there's crazy tax benefits for you to be in the real estate game where I basically pay almost no taxes because I keep on deferring my tax payments out. Um, And the point is, what I was gonna try to draw to was schooling. In school, they don't teach you how to be a business owner, an entrepreneur. They'll give you a million dollars in debt for a college degree that you can't use, but they won't give you money to get a, open your own business. Uh, yeah. They'll teach you how to be a good employee and how to listen and not be creative. They'll also teach you how to, you know, buy stocks, buy bonds, do this, do that, and um, you know, just be in your place forever. And there's not a—I'm not going to say that's a bad thing for that, right? It's not a bad thing. Um. for that but again like if you're trying to be an entrepreneur it's you know you have to learn a different skill set and those skills yeah. are not going to help you not as an entrepreneur and you have to basically go out there and find it you have to figure it out um, you know it's, it's that they're not trying to teach you how to be uh, amazing they're trying to teach you how to be average
1: yeah, and uh, I I know, of, yeah, I'm taking all classes at my no. local university, and I feel a lot of kids there, like they just go and they try to get the A in the class and that's it. But like they don't actually apply what they learn to any real world situations. And I think when you don't actually apply it, then you just memorize it, and then a month later you'll forget exactly what you learned, and then you can't apply it to a real world situation. So I, I mean. How can people learn to actually act on what they're learning instead of just continually learning and just continually learning and not actually doing anything to generate income and stuff?
0: Well, one, you don't need to learn as much as people think you do, right? You don't need to learn as much as people think you need to do to get started. Two, there is no learning okay. in this game, right? There's no thing you could do to figure it out. Unless you go work for someone for free or pay a mentor, you're not going to learn it. Right, unless you, and on your own, how you're going to do is just get in there, and just start fumbling around, and then go back to your mentor and ask questions, and just make it quick. Because even if you're paying for your mentor, one, it's not cheap. Yeah. But two, even if you are paying, they have very little time for you, because mm-hmm. they're busy doing their own thing. If, imagine if you're doing a two hundred thousand dollar deal, they're probably doing a twenty million dollar deal. So it doesn't really matter how much money you're paying them. It won't matter because it's not enough to, comp- to compensate for their $20 million deal, right? So yeah. um, like, and so when they're telling – especially and also real mentors, they'll drop you if you don't like listen, right? Like, uh, yeah. People will ask me the same question, and then I'll be like, all right, read this book. Watch these videos I made because I'm on YouTube. I'm on IG. I have all these videos teaching people for free. Yeah. And then they'll come with a question, and I'm like, I know you didn't fucking watch the videos. <laughs> that that would you would have gotten that question answered. I answer that question. You're like asking me how. To, like some people will DM. Don't DM somebody and ask them to teach you the alphabet. Yeah. Like okay, we made all these videos for a reason. That will teach you the alphabet and probably glue together a, make maybe make a couple of words. Come to me when you know a couple of words, and then I'll teach you how to get do sentences. You know, it's um, yeah. like, but that's what people ask. They're like, the, I have like five videos. I'm on that same topic. You just asked me, like, you're obviously you don't want to learn at that point. That basically shows me that person does not want to learn and is un, is not worth the investment in, right? Yeah. Not because, and obviously, I invest in a lot of people because I spend lots of time on my lots of time on my IG to teach people. So, yeah. um, but if a person is not willing to read a book that they that you told them to,
1: yeah, then
0: I mean, all right, if you're not willing to read a book, you know, then yeah. you're not. Because the thing is, a lot of books that you need to read, and if you're on my, if you go to my IG, Bascal uh, Corcus, you know, at Pascal Corcus, uh, I'll DM you guys my book list, and they change your mind. Like who you are today. Let me let me break it to you guys. Who you are today is not good enough to be a successful. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you can't be. Like Jordan wasn't born a good player. He got kicked off the basketball team in college or in high school. Right? Yeah. So he wasn't good enough. But that doesn't mean you can't be good enough. Yeah. But you put in the work. So when you read a book, it changes your mind. It changes who you are. It changes your thinking pattern. Once you change your thinking pattern, you can change your projection of how your life is going to go. But if you keep doing the same shit and not studying and not reading books and not meeting new people and just staying in your same uh, comfort zone, then you're going to keep getting what you already have, which is fine. But just accept that, right? Don't go and say, woe is me, you know, like this shit's not fair. Well, what's not fair about it? The fact that you did no work? You know, there is no such thing as... That person got lucky. Like I knew this one One of my mentors, right? And Because uh, I have an accounting firm and he was my mentor on my accounting firm. Um, they're like, oh, so-and-so is so lucky. And I was like, he wasn't lucky. He was very unlucky. So many bad things happened to him. But despite those bad things, he kept on pushing forward to make so many good things happen to him. So in yeah. this, what, what I, like I mentioned in real estate, you usually don't make money right away. You have to figure the game out. So you have to reduce all the negative things that could happen and increase all the positive things that can happen to increase your likelihood of profitability. Right? Even the good investors, if you watch HGTV, even those good investors don't make money sometimes because you—you you know some things come out. And what you have to do, just like in any sport, and I consider business a sport, um, you have to learn from those things that went wrong and come back to get better. You know, you get yeah. punched in the face. Well, you know what? I'm going to learn how to block that punch next time and how to, how to counter.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, your, situation your situation is kind of weird to you because you're, you're an investor and you also post everything on social media. Social media. Yes. And I'm just wondering, why did you decide to help teach other people like how to do what you're doing? Because you've already been so successful and without your Instagram account, I mean... You wouldn't really need it to be successful, but like so why do you why'd you decide to just help everyone?
0: Well, one, I was very fortunate. i am very blessed, right? Like I came up from nothing, right? I had nothing. I grew up in the hood. I mean, it was a very difficult uh come up. But yeah. I feel that I've been very blessed. I think God's been very good to me. I've literally would pray to God and I'd be like, God, I don't know how to do this, but I know you can do this uh you know all things possible to you so work through me you know show me how to do it and i swear like literally god showed me how to do these deals that i wow. looked on paper no way could you see me like i did i bought a seven unit when i was like i think it was like 20 or 21 and i didn't qualify for a commercial loan because i didn't have two years of experience at the time i was short i needed a hundred thousand dollars i didn't have the money and um there was one other thing that I just, I didn't qualify for, you know, to to, to buy the property. And literally he gave me this like uh, vision of how to do it because I kept on going to the property and just staring at it. and be like, all right, how can you do this? How can you make this happen? And, um, you know, now one of my skill sets is being able to structure deals and make the deal uh, work. That's awesome.
1: I love uh-huh. podcasts always really relate to how God actually helped them um, because I'm a Christian too. And like, sometimes it's hard to see like a vision and stuff and what God actually wants you to do. Then there's people like you that said like, yeah, she saw a vision and stuff. So what did that vision look like?
0: So literally I kept staring at it and I was just like, I was like, no way can I afford this? I want this so bad. Like I wanted it so bad. And it was like in a great area. It's in, uh, it's on, it's in Dunedin. Which now is like on on fire. So I bought it when it was like before that. And everyone's like, you bought this when you were twenty one, and now like people in their like sixties would love to afford something in this area, right? Like, yeah. it's 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 that type of spot now. And I saw the I saw that like what was happening. Like, hey, downtown Clearwater is not booming. There's uh, there's a lot of factors that are keeping it from growing. Uh, Clearwater Beach is fine, but it's like it's a different type of market this is a chill spot you're overlooking the water you're overlooking Clearwater Beach it's kind of like Hoboken in New York where like yeah. overlooking the city and um it has that kind of feeling and vibe like, it's chill and it's like uh very eclectic and artsy and like um you know so I'm like and they're like these places are not that expensive for how cool it is here and I'm like you know and this property possibly could be con- commercial one day like there's a lot of value here and I'm like, oh, you know, God, please show me how to get this place. So I parked across the street and I would stare at it. And I would go there two or three times and I would just like, like, was like, oh, you know, like I don't know how to do this. Like I basically was like, I can't do this. Like I'm, I'm trying every angle and I can't do this. So I'm like, show me how to do this. I knew you can do it. So he gave me this vision. And what, what it was was I couldn't qualify for a commercial loan. The lady said she needed at least $100,000 from me, and then she would give me the rest of the loan, which was about 30% down. I only had about like $30,000, so I didn't have enough money for the down payment, or $35,000. It's funny how I always only had $35,000, but that's probably a (laughs) mental barrier. Uh, So I finally, realized I was like, well, she said she wanted $100,000. In this property, there's a five-unit, and the property next door is a duplex. I can qualify for a duplex loan and put down 20%. So if I put down 20% and the bank – there was a really good bank back then that went, that went belly up when the market tanked. It was called WAMU, Washington, I think, Mutual. And they gave me the loan for the other 80. So I said, if I get put down to 20 and they put down to 80, I'm not going to give you 100. I'm going to give you more than you asked for. I'm going to give you $140,000. So, this way, between wow. me and the bank, you're going to get your 140 and you give me the rest of the loan, like you mentioned. So yeah. she was like, Oh, no, no, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, You know that's not enough money from you and whatever. And another trick yeah. is I made sure to have the realtor that the other benefit that I had was the realtor that brought me in on this deal that told me about it. it he was also the listing agent. So obviously he was like, "Hey, you know, no, this is a good deal. He's giving you a good offer. We can put it in the contract in case anything happened. You know, you know, you're you're basically safe." And um, he convinced her. And at that wow. time, the market was going; it was starting to go down in in Florida in the real estate market. It was like '07, I think. I think it was like '07. Um, and um, they were originally asking like 500 for the property. Uh, and it, I got it for like 335000 mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's worth like over probably like a million. Huh.
1: That's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I flipped, I flipped $30,000 into uh, uh, like – so I also paid down the loan a lot. And there's a whole bunch of other things that was was great. Like I was able to get a 1% interest rate when I refied with her while the market was down. So like wow. – uh, I mean I made like – 800 on a 30000 I mean, $800 out of $30,000. Wow. Wow.
1: I think, I think you should make a TV show about how you invest in real estate and stuff. Cause that's, that's awesome.
0: Well, I'm trying that's to do awesome. that YouTube thing. I'm trying to do it on YouTube. Right. But like I, my, I had an assistant and he's, uh, not, uh, no longer with me cause he had medical problems, but now I'm looking to do maybe get like, find a video editor that I could use. That's like uh reasonable so I can put out a ton of videos. And, um, yeah. that's that basically would be my TV show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. So I just have one more question for you that I ask all my guests at the end of the show. Um, so are you living the life that you dreamt of as a kid?
0: Yeah. You know, so funny story about this. So when in, in high school, you know, in like high school and middle school, like the teacher will ask you, Hey, what age do you guys want to be? Right. And people will be like, 18, so I can have some freedom, smoke cigarettes, whatever. Uh, 21, so I could drink and whatever. And I would yeah. I would say, I was like, I want to be like 30, 35. I'm like, Cause at least then I'll be old enough to like have these freedoms and have the money to actually do stuff. True. So, because yeah. usually, you know, and, and I literally did that. I just... Stuck, put my head down, hustled, studied, worked in my 20s. So by the time I hit my 30s, I started buying, like, nice cars and classic cars. So I got, like, a classic car with, like, a brand-new Corvette engine in it. And then I got a, the i8. Uh, I have a 1978 Datsun 280Z with the LS3 Corvette engine. And then I have a, and, and a BMW i8. So I have the house. I have the cars. I have the businesses. I have the, like now this year's like i'm gonna go on a business i'm gonna go on like a business trip every month to like to different like conferences so i can start doing that yeah. basically just having the freedom to do what i want and because you know i've been fortunate enough that business is my hobby so like it's i enjoy doing what i'm doing like i'm i'm, I'm basically living my dream you know and um
1: yeah
0: and that's basically what yes. i try to do on my IGs. like look you guys can do whatever you want with, when you get your money, you know. You can use whatever you want when you have your freedom. I'm basically going to teach you the principles of how to get there. I've been very blessed. I want to teach you the same thing. Um, now, if the, the one thing that's kind of been frustrating with me is the same thing Gary V says. He's like, I'm giving you all this stuff for free. And the problem is you're not using it. You're not actually acting. Like, you don't get paid off of what you know. You know, you can go be a teacher, yeah. Yeah. you can go be a teacher, but you see how much teachers get paid. You yeah. only get paid for what you do. And that's the real world. Like we, we grew up in this world where like everyone gets a, gets a star for being in like 10th place, which, you know, I agree. Everyone should be encouraged for trying, but mm-hmm. everyone shouldn't be getting a trophy. You know, yeah. Yeah. you get trophy and reward, you get trophies, you get rewards for winning. For, for push and it doesn't mean you got to win in the sense of like being better than someone else because when i look at it when i'm in the gym when i'm like doing a business deals I'm, i try to avoid looking at anybody else because if i'm looking at grant cardone i'm like oh man he has a lot more than me yeah but i have a lot more than he did at this age you know yeah, yeah. so don't look at it like that look at it as a like a if you're racing like a racing games look at it as like a time test Right? See how fast you can do something against yourself. Don't judge yeah, yourself yeah. against someone else. So, you know that's the that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I just
1: sure to say congratulations on the success being okay. such a young age. Still, so that's awesome. And is there anything else that you'd like to say?
0: Um, you know, just I know it's not easy. Right, I I I went through it too. But find what you love, find what you're passionate about because no one tells a musician why are you practicing and listening to music all day. Why do, no one tells a basketball player, you know, why are you playing basketball all day? Why are you watching these these other people playing and, and like critiquing their skills and trying to get better of yourself. So when you love what you do, you're willing to put in those those hours. I mean, what is it like you know, uh, Kobe, you know, God rest his soul even when he was you know, in the NBA and winning and had all those rings, he still shot 24,000 shots a month. That's how many shots he took to practice. 24,000, right? Because he loved doing what he did. He loved perfecting his craft. So find what your craft is. Find what you love doing. And again, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. Despite how much I teach about entrepreneurship and you should watch to learn so you understand how it works, you don't have to be it. You should be it if you want to be it. And if you don't, mm-hmm. it's cool too, because you can be a part of the team and, and, and be, you know, because, you know, teamwork makes a dream work. So thank you guys for having me on, on the show. And you guys can follow me on Instagram as Bascal Corcus, at Bascal Corcus, same thing for YouTube, same thing for TikTok. same thing for LinkedIn. I'm on all the platforms. Uh, I'm heavy on YouTube and I'm heavy on IG for now. And, you know, later on we'll, we'll see where things go. So thank you guys. God bless you guys. And, um, Feel free
1: to reach out if you have any questions. Absolutely. Well, guys, there you go, Pascal Corcus. Thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Yeah. My life is questions and assumptions and guesses, all bottled in just one lesson, labeled in Sharpie. God's blessing. Yeah. Nowhere that we go is a one-way street. Nothing that we love is a one-day key. And if we gon' do it, we gon' do this now. And if we say we.